I love microdosing. I love microdosing. Yesterday, I needed to go practice my drums and I popped a little microdose gummy and I'll tell you what happened. I drummed for about a good two hours. That's fabulous. Yeah. I was looking at our new roof, hoping that it wasn't going to leak and I got some anxiety about it. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to take a gummy just to calm down so I can go to sleep and not worry about this. And I did and I had a great night's sleep and I woke up and there was no leak. I've noticed a change in you for the, a positive change. I like to hear that. Yeah. I feel like your mood is like very centered. I'm sleeping much better. Microdose gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just that right amount of good. And you can get 30% off your first order plus free shipping today at microdose.com promo code pants. It's available nationwide. That's microdose.com promo code pants for 30% off and free shipping. Microdose.com promo code pants. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We did it. We did it. We did it. <laughs> I know it took a while, but we, we, we accomplished the goal. Yeah. You and I met three days ago. Mm-hmm. You came over to my house. You made a cozy dinner. Yes. You gave me some candy and we watched the Swedish episode. Sweetest fish to be and hot tamales. And those little sour watermelon things. Uh-huh. And we watched the show and it, it was something that you and I, we've watched this pilot numerous times throughout the years for whatever reason. But yes. this was the first time we were able to watch this show. Well, I'll speak for myself and without judgment. And I enjoyed it. Same. You and I walked away from this. Not only. High as kites. Yeah. Having laughed. Um, we felt Audibly pride. laughed out loud, like genuinely laughing at certain moments. Mostly Aaron Daniels. Yep. With a little Mia Kirshner, yes. Yeah, and Sm- yeah, but we we felt proud that we were a part of the show when after we watched it because what was so strange about that? Let's just explain. When you and I uh, realized we were about to do this reboot, we're like, let's get together. We haven't watched this original series since you know ten years earlier, so let's yeah. get together. Let's remember what we were on and da 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 da. Well. We were horrified. We were we were in shock. We were like, "This is so dated." But why? What were we doing? I think we because I think we had such high hopes. We had expectations. We had, we had expectations towards this new venture. Whatever was behind us was like, "Let's do better than that," or "Let's improve," or "Let you know." And it's like I think we just felt like it was a a dated version of what we were about to make. And now we walked away going that, that was a fucking amazing show that Eileen came up with and that we were all a part of. I had so much fun. There were moments where I turned and looked away. I won't, I won't deny that. Um, I didn't want to see myself diving into a pool naked, but I knew what happened. I remember shooting it that day. You always Um, look away from the screen at that point. I I always look at the, at the screen. 
Why? Because I'm, I'm so surprised that you did full frontal. I was like, <laughs> I've always been like, there's Kate's little bush. There it I is. I did it. Well, look, when, before I accepted the job, my manager called and just wanted to clarify. And, uh, the fact that I was being asked to do full frontal nudity and this character involves nudity. Um, and at the time, and she wanted to make sure that I was okay with that because nothing is worse than getting on set and then saying, I don't want to do that. And then everyone panics and it's just unnecessary. And, uh, I just, I really, really appreciated that this character was so bold and how that pretty much summed up who she was without any dialogue or any exposition. You just saw it in an action and it's like, oh, that's who she is. Got it. And I really appreciated that. And I thought, I won't make it a habit, but what a nice introduction. So great. And also we had a whole scene about Bush confidence and basically you're just showing people that's what that was. You thought it was, you thought it was butt confidence. At one point you thought, is everyone talking about waxing their ass? Remember I that? did get confused. We had to pause for a second and I was like, no, I didn't think it was butt confidence, but what, it was something about we were like talking about waxing. Yeah. And you said, are people talking about waxing their ass? Is everyone like worried about waxing, waxing their tuchus? And I said, no, it's bush confidence, not butt confidence. No, one's no walking I around know with butt that. Confidence. But then it changed. And somebody said something in that scene where I was like, wait a minute. Are we talking about butts? I got confused. I Can I be honest? Yeah. You spaced out. I watch shows now with subtitles because no one enunciates, including myself. Um, <laughs> and I need to, and I actually follow the story so much better with subtitles. I so, would have put those on for you. I'm sorry. I didn't. Well, I like watching it together. I think it adds an element of like, let's make, let's, let's have fun with this as opposed to sitting yeah. there with a notepad and being studious and uh, taking notes and trying to make, uh, you know, track everything. Um, but I'm going to need subtitles. I can't okay, understand uh, that. I'll things. give those to you next time. Even our producer says the first time she saw it, she thought it was butt confidence as well. See, Melissa, we need subtitles. I need subtitles. We all need subtitles. I might even have the old script, the original pilot script, so we can we can pull that out. And well, let's first of all, we're recapping the show. We're not talking about. OK, then so let's start. Can I can I let's start, start can from I the say, beginning? Please. Can go. I say start? Yeah. OK, this is the first thing I remember. And I remember it because when I initially watched the pilot many, many moons ago, I thought this was such an interesting choice. However, were we watching this on the Showtime app or on a Hulu app? What app was this on? Showtime. Okay. The music is different. Mm -hmm. Originally, the show opened up with a Marian Faithful song. And it was a unique song. It was a song that doesn't feel dated because, you know, our show is so dated visually at certain points with our outfits and the hair. But the song to open up the series was unique and couldn't really like place the arrow it was in. And now it has some weird instrumental. It's like an arpeggiator. Yeah. I wonder What's what, what it's probably something legal where, you know, either Marianne, what, the. Well, they probably the own that, that like, song that or off. bought the song for a certain amount of time and then it ran out. Or be, I think Showtime sold the L word to MGM after it was over, uh, you see, which this is, is the part problem. of the reason we had to rename this reboot. Right. People don't know that we had to we had to add uh, Generation Q. We had to add some sort of subtitle underneath it because of copyright issues. Right. It and couldn't just be the L word anymore. No, because it's owned by MGM, the brand, something okay, like so that. Right? I don't know. 
So anyway, the music is different. Yeah. Well, let's see. Let's see what happens as we continue to watch. I really this, like but... the Mar- I, I really like the Marian Faithful song because it set the tone so beautifully. I and know you were the new... second it started. You were upset. You're like, "Where's the song?" Yeah, yeah. It's kind of moody and like seductive and weird and dark well, and all set these the things. Stage. And... Let's set the stage. First of all, this pilot was directed by Rose Trochet. Yes, and who this was by. I... Was it written yep. by Eileen, Michelle, and Kathy? Yes, Kathy Greenberg, Kathy Greenberg and Michelle and Michelle Abbott. Abbott. Um, the whole show was created by the three of them, I think. It opens with Tim, played by Eric Mabius, a wonderful guy, um, who had been recast. Here's a tidbit. We shot the whole pilot with a different Tim. So... Everything that Mia, uh, Jenny, and Tim are in had to be reshot. And any scene that they were in together with any of us, we had to reshoot. So I believe that scene at Bet and Tina's house where they're looking for a sperm donor, I think got shot three times. Well, it got reshot three times, not just because of Tim, but because initially Pam Greer's character was entirely different. She was she was a character called um, the Captain. She was still... Well, no, her name was, I think, still Kit, but her nickname was the captain. So okay. if memory serves, we, we shot the pilot and then we got picked up and we came back and we still had the first Tim there. And we had to reshoot that party scene to redo the whole, redo Pam's character because that was a complete overhaul. And then somewhere in the middle of episode two, I believe it was, um, Tim got replaced. And then we had to go back and reshoot all of that once again. So we right. had done... Many of those segments three times. Three times. And you'll notice. Beautiful outfits. If the hair, and you can notice in my character, my hair is one thing at one moment. And then it's like all of a sudden it's like three inches longer. And that's because we shot it it like months and months later. Your eyebrows also got lighter as well. Well, everybody's eyebrows are really, really thin. Thank you, 2003. Hey, listen, we can thank a lot of poor mistakes in 2003. That's the thing. That's the bummer of this is that our, our, that's, (laughs) is that we're, we're going to live in infamy of the knots. Like we, like, unfortunately we were there during that era and all of those unfortunate outfit styles. And I'm curious if those flame leathered pants are ever, ever going to come back into style because in some form or another, because that's how fashion works. Well, my my girlfriend walked through the room when we were watching. She was like, Kate, you look like Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee. Tommy <laughs> Crew. It was the best. And I thought, why we were like, I never oh thought my of God, it? She it's Tommy Lee. <laughs> <laughs> With the cutoff. And it's also uh-huh. interesting to see the origin of our styles and how they evolved. We're not, obviously, we'll talk about this when we get to season two. But it, it was funny to watch all of us really kind of just play our roles. Right. Like we all were sort of we were all, you know, figuring it out. And that's what you do in a pilot. And and but and it comes down to outfits as well. I know. Can I say one thing? Uh, Just a general sweeping comment about the pilot and why I felt like it was so strong. I finished that pilot and I knew exactly who every character was. Yeah. What they were about what they stood for, what they were confused mm. by, where they needed to go in life. 
what dynamics they were out between for, everyone, the dynamics with the friendships, um, where they worked, what they did, yeah. you know, what they did for a living, what without they cared about, without and nobody was explaining it. it. No. Nope. Also, I never once questioned why someone like Bet, who's this high, uh, this high caliber professional, is friends with Shane and Alice and Dana, and it looked to me that Alice and the pilot never leaves the coffee shop well we died we died i was oh i think i left i think i left the planet only to go to bet and tina's party it's like you're the owl in the tree that never leaves the never leaves the tree and just comments and it's like oh there she is the same seat at the same table with a different outfit why did i have no life outside of that coffee shop it's okay why was i wearing sleeveless western shirts i mean these are questions we don't have answers to it's really funny, but it, you, unless you like really focus in on that, you kind of don't notice. Also, the other thing I appreciate um, watching this is that within the first 15 minutes, we were dealing with like, like hot, like, like at that time, again, 2002, 2003, like hot button topics, like two women trying to have a child, trying to yeah. find the donor, issues with trying to get pregnant. Yeah. We're dealing with a closeted which we're back with a then closeted. was a big deal it was hard to do it was a I huge mean, deal and this is why we like to talk about it like if you if you're if you're really like you know from that generation these things were really happening like there people really were closeted because they were professional tennis players then also we were and within the first 15 minutes we're, we're you know they're discussing lesbian bed death in a therapy scene mm-hmm. like all of these things like some are still some still exist some were harder back then the the topics and the and the conflicts were you know they were real life Front high and center and then we have a closeted athlete who's who's you know who has such um Who's very uh, aggressive towards Shane, by the way? Why was she well, so because she, she's me? self self loathing. She she's homophobic. She's a gay homophobe, right? Which still exists. It's like but if there you was hate, so much. I don't remember that much animosity. I didn't. We, you and I talked about that. I was like, I, I never remember Dana being so mean to Shane. It's because she we were, literally was, is so cruel to you. Because when they yelled "cut," it was you know a constant party, and we were right. just, you know, and then. But I, I never, I, I never realized. We never, even in the moment, I don't recall ever saying, wow, Dana's being a real bitch. Well, my character, I say you're, you're going to pickle in that self-loathing homophobia. Don't I say that? Yes, you do. Yeah. And so that's what it's about, Kate. She hates, she doesn't hate Shane. She's just mad at Shane for being everything she wants to be. And she- Did I already say that it doesn't ping me when I see Bet being friends with us? Did yeah, I you just said that? that. You just said I that. I just said that. It makes sense. Well, everything in the pilot made sense. Like that's why it was so well written. And, and I think why it stands the test of time. Can I say the one thing that doesn't make sense? Mm -hmm. Tim and Jenny. What do you mean? I think Eric, I think they're both marvelous. I think Eric and Mia have great chemistry, but the characters of Tim and Jenny make no sense. You have this boy next door. Because you have, for me, it's like, okay, you have Tim, who's like this, like, jock, the sensitive jock, who's like Midwestern wholesomeness, uh, boy next door. And then you have Jenny. America's right? sweetheart. And I, well, I think initially she was to be America's sweetheart. Um, and, and, but then you have Mia, who brings this whole other level of, you know, mystery and an element of darkness and, and 
and and uh, mischievousness to the to the, to this character, and it's all unspoken in the pilot. And I'm just looking at them saying, I would never think these two would be together. But that's what's so great. It's fish out of water. She shows up in West Hollywood. No, it's not the fish out of water. It's the relationship. Yes, it is. It's like it's oh, the it's oh, the oh. it's the couple. It's the it's the couple. Like I wouldn't believe that a Tim in real life and a Jenny in real Listen, life. Listen, Kate, though you have to like no, but imagine if they were in the Midwest together and Tim moves out to have this, you know, uh, college d- swimming coach career, and she's like, I'll be out later, and then she's like, Oh. Let's move it. You know, they're moving in together. So it's like you have to imagine them somewhere else before they're in this situation. Tim just reminds me of a guy that would be Jenny's high school sweetheart that she That's would what I'm saying. inevitably grow out of. But Jenny's but older she than did. out of high school. But she did grow very quickly. The second she met Marina, she, her world shook. Okay. If you put it like that, like he was her high school sweetheart. That's how I, I saw it. My, I mean, he's a I vehicle. Can, okay, okay. Tim's I a can vehicle my, to get Jenny into but, West Hollywood. Got it. Got it. But I can but I can wrap my head around that dynamic. I mean, she's going to a gay a gay bar by the end of the pilot. I know, but the dynamic between those two people It's just it's makes the past. When you when you describe when if I look at him like the high school sweetheart. Yeah. But they have really great chemistry. And I really love how they really did. I really like the love scenes in this pilot. Oh, one other thing I want to say is that normally this pilot, I think it was an hour and a half or two hours long. They end it. So we're only doing the first part of the pilot because the second part is now considered another episode. Really? Yeah. Episode two is still the pilot? Yes, but oh my god, they, I didn't they, know that they, they kind of cut it right off at the sixty-minute mark, and the last, uh, the last moment of this of this episode is when Jenny's leaving the bar, right? And that girl approaches her, and she's like, "No, <laughs> no, <laughs> Mia, Mia," with her unspoken no. subtleties and mannerisms <laughs> are one of my favorite things to watch. She's the greatest. Rocket money. I used Rocket Money again last week. How many? Are you okay? I don't know. You have a I get lot these, of subscriptions you forget I know. about. You know what it is? Because I get these apps and you have to pay for everything you get these days. And I think, all right, well, I'll use this for a few days but and I'll cancel it. But I forget. And, and you, you have forget to have every your... week that you forgot last week. Yes. Thank God you have Rocket Money. Before I started using Rocket Money myself, I thought I had about like, I don't know, six subscriptions. No, Kate. I had like 15. 15? Yes. I was like, clear it, clear it, clear it, get rid of it. And Rocket Money is like, we have your back. Because Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so you can start to grow your savings. Plus, Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash pants. That's rocketmoney.com slash pants. Say it, Kate. That's rocketmoney.com slash pants. Can we talk about the chemistry between a lot of these characters? Yes. This is what I find so funny. So a lot of times people don't have chemistry on screen, right? And it's, it's forced. 
correct? And we're supposed to swallow this chemistry that we're like, I don't see it or feel it. And then there are other times where it just pops off the screen. Yeah. Okay. A lot goes into that chemistry, right? And it's not always what you think. This is what might be shocking to fans. Like Jenny and Marina. Where are you going? Where are you going with this? Do I know where you're going? I'm saying Jenny and Marina. Okay. Okay. Have crazy chemistry, correct? Yes. It's not as potent as it was, in my opinion, when I saw it years ago. But yes, there is chemistry. I wouldn't say it's off the charts, but yeah, it's there. Okay. Well, it's not, it's not all, it doesn't always come out of, um, love and admiration, (laughs) love for each other. No, it does not. You know, like a lot of times these couples that people grab onto and this, I'm talking about like in general in Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. Is not always because people, people are, you're my favorite person. I mean, I'm not saying that's exactly this situation, but it's funny to me. That's why, what? that's why there's always that fine line between love and hate. Mm-hmm. And on screen, you can't tell the damn difference. So if it you works, you can't great. tell it. That's what's so funny to me is you're like, wow, it really looks, <sighs> but on a the chemistry, way. but on the chemistry front, when I see all of us interacting, I think main, most of it is, you know, some of it's at the coffee shop, but the bulk of it, I think is at Bettentina's house at that party that we did three times. And the chemistry between all of us is so free flowing and so easy and so natural and organic. And, and that I can say stemmed from the fact that we all just sort of ha- had love at first sight for each other. When we yes. Met. It is pretty remarkable, like how much you can feel something on the other side. Uh, what do you mean? Like that, that really shows through. It's so romantic. Like looking back at that time and, and all of us just getting to know each other and just sort of like, it's like we all knew each other in a past life and here we all come into this life and we're just picking up where we left off. And it's just this, this, this in that's like, we were so in sync and that's, Mm -hmm. that's, there's something really romantic about that. And we were not where we, you know, we were, you know, in a different area where none of us lived. And so that just added to that sort of, um, you know, reliance on one another. Yeah. Okay. Let's stick, let's stick to the actually, um, going through not beat by beat of the pilot, but no, no, I don't want to do that. So, okay. So we, so the pilot opens, Jenny's moving to Los Angeles. She doesn't have a job. She wants to be a writer. Tim works at CU. Is that the college? Yeah, which strangely enough is um, this college that the Nano Two and O kids went. In is it really? Season. Look at that. CU. I think it's a pretty good false name of a school. I buy like, it. When I saw his little shirt, I was like, "Oh, that's where Brandon and the gang went." <laughs> I wonder if they knew each other. Um, and quickly, she meets Tina. Right for the first time through the fence. She's picking um, rosemary. Tina gives her, Tina gives her, she's like, do you want some rosemary? It's taking over my garden. And then they cut to another scene where they're getting well, to know each other. Well, then Mia says her Canadian liked, rosemary. Rosemary. <laughs> rosemary. But I liked watching Mia play with the rosemary because like, you know, it's like this like live herb and she's just like slapping it in her hands and kind of like banging it against the banister. And she's like, thanks for the rosemary. Swack. Yeah. And she had she seen you in the pool yet? By the way, if I saw two people 
having sex in a pool. I wondered when we were, I was like, would I stop and watch through the? Yes. Melissa says, I would. Melissa says I would stop and watch. I would totally watch. Melissa said, no, no, no. Listen, Melissa said um, that this was after she saw Okay. Shane in the pool. So, but I would watch. Who wouldn't watch? So the intrigue is already like there for Jenny. She's like, who are these people? And then she thinks whacking that. Whacking her rosemary. Uh, whacking her rosemary. She thinks that you, Bet and Tina were the two that were having sex in the pool, by the way. She thought, I think she thought I was Bet. Yeah. Yeah. I think she thought you were Bet and Tina. Because her and mm. Tim have a conversation about it later. Oh, right. Um, so she's already like, where am I living? What is this? Which is so crazy to be like, oh, gay people, but it, you know what I mean? Like that she comes in from the Midwest and she's just like, what? There's gay people everywhere. And her, her eyes are like saucers. Can I say something about the location is that you see some shots where Tim and Jenny are like pulling into the house mm-hmm. and you're seeing, you're seeing the, you know, the you're kind of seeing like how they're where they are in relation to Bet and Tina, like they're right next door, but you're kind of seeing, you know, like when these, yeah, and Ogden, the it's just be Ogden. Right. Well, actually all of that was on the soundstage and I thought that was, they, they tied that in really, really well. They did establishing shots on Ogden. However, the actual close-ups of getting, pulling in and getting out of the car and looking around and blah, blah, blah. And then in the backyard, that's all soundstage. Yeah. So this is crazy. So we would fly to LA uh, from Vancouver, and we do about two weeks of exterior shots, you know, of everyone's mm-hmm. like, like Alice's apartment building from the outside and Bet and Tina and Tim and Jenny and everyone and like the planet, all of it, the exteriors, except the planet was Vancouver, the exterior of that one that was in Gastown. But, um, that's just for the pilot. So if you see the car going down the street, you see Tim and his, you know, muscle car. And then they tur- the second they turn and exit to enter their house, that's a stage. On the soundstage, we had like, like basically the village of everybody's house, the exteriors of them. We had the exterior, the porch, part of the side, the interior, and then, the pool. Then we had the whole interior on one level. And then we actually had legit backyards. It was quite yeah, real back. Yeah. It was a huge sound. It really, stage, but it what really looked were able like to, West Hollywood. And, that, and the and the shed was actually a detachment on a soundstage. So uh-huh. it looked like it was, you know, part of the backyard. Really, yeah, really. Yeah, they were well, like, you know, it's like we do design. all this home renovation and meanwhile they can just slap up a town in, you know, two months. They put a pool. I know. A proper in ground pool. I know. In a soundstage at Bet and Tina's house. That's I know. the pool I go swimming in. Actually, Me wait, too. no, in the pilot. We all wait, do. Time out. No, the you pilot, didn't. That was a real wait, pool. No, hold on, time out. I was there. Um, that was actually that for the pilot. That was a location. They that was the proper location, and then it always moved to every other swimming scene from then on was on the soundstage. Yeah, but anyway, I floated back in, in the fake pool. But anyway, back to um, back to the show. So yeah. Um, she thinks it's Bet and Tina in the pool. And then I believe it cuts to all of us in the coffee shop. And that's where you meet all of us for the first time. And that's right. instantly where you're starting to get the dynamics of everyone. You have Alice who never leaves the coffee shop. <laughs> the owl. But I tree. go home to change apparently. Yeah. Because I have and a then, different outfit you know, on. Who has, who's like, he's like, you know, the gossipy, uh, the gossip. The, yeah, the gossip I know queen. it all. 
then you have, you know, then you meet Aaron and Aaron is snarky. She's self-loathing, as you said. And then I come in or actually, no, I'm there. I'm, that's when you see me as Tommy Lee. That was our first day of shooting the pilot was that first scene where we're grumpy at right. the, where we order our coffee and then we go sit down and talk exactly. about Bush confidence. Exactly. Or and something then, you like know, that. And then, or no, Bet and Tina are like, we're going to get sperm today. That's what it is. We're getting inseminated. And we're like, oh my God, that's so exciting. Yeah. I think that's when I'm kind of in and out. I think I don't recall always being in those conversations. I'm always like, hey guys, I got to do my hair. Yeah. Hey, you pop in and out. Hair, you blah, blah, blah. have, yeah, I have an appointment. But it kind of like, is, but you know, it, it it does establish some, you know, some something enigmatic, you know? So it's like, everyone's kind of getting laid out very clearly and you're starting to understand who everyone is to one another and bet always has her um bluetooth thing on that's like a janet jackson video because it has the microphone she also has those sunglasses with the red lenses and i'm Mm -hmm. surprised jennifer didn't ever say this is killing my eyesight not only are they hideous but the red lenses are terrible for your They're eyes. They're like rectangles. I think I had a rectangle pair of sunglasses as well. So I we can't trust those. No, we all did. I don't Listen, think you, I think you got away with not having ugly sunglasses. I, no, I always wore the Gucci ombre aviators. That was oh, my I'm thing. Oh, I'm sorry. And then, I, okay. and, and then I moved on to Ray-Bans or something, something like that. Well, um, you stayed classic. We were, t- I don't know what we were trying to roll with the times. Oh, Leisha, listen, listen, listen. I, I, I trump all of you with my flamethrower leather I know, pants. you do. So everyone can take a seat. I win. Okay, so then, so Bet and Tina go to get inseminated and they have like bad sperm. You meet all the different men. You, well, you meet like a bunch. We don't, do we have to get into every single guy they meet up with? They just meet up with a bunch of men and for whatever reason, each one is a failure. We're recapping, Kate. Don't get to be so impatient. <laughs> well, we only have like 20 more minutes. They can watch it. It's, well, it's, we, it's, 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 they see it. It's like, okay, great. Like, let's sum it up. They go to like four different guys and each one is a problem. <laughs> well, let's say why though. One of them is making up a bunch of reasons. He doesn't, he, you know, he feels like he wouldn't be right because he's like early hair loss. You know what I mean? And, and they're the, like, we get the hot it. French guy. Yeah, then you have the hot French guy who wants to actually have sex with them because he doesn't understand this whole thing. And then you have another guy whose sperm isn't um, was bad. Viable. Yeah. Right. So then they're like, what are we going to do? Well, we're not there yet. And that's, where the, and that's what I'm that's the, like, the second that's half. Coming, the second part of the pilot. Right, but, but like, the, was this they, before here's like sperm donor uh, banks or sperm banks? Sperm banks existed, but I think they wanted to find someone they knew so they could, you know, I mean, I think that's sometimes, is that common? I would think it is. Like initially, like the idea is to find someone that you know, um, because they wanted an artist. Exactly. Um, Here's my thing. We have to talk about Bet going down on Tina and the gynos. Okay. I really like that doctor. She's very soothing. Okay. I thought, oh, she'd be a nice doctor. You said, let's talk about her going down on her. And then you talked about the soothing doctor. Well, I like the doctor. She comes in and out throughout the series, if I recall, but her voice is very soothing and she's very calm. And like, she looks like someone who would deliver bad news in like a very calm way where it would like calm you down. I like her. I well, she did. That. She was like, come with me. You have, that's bad sperm. Exactly. She delivered it very calmly. Exactly. Um, but anyway, is that a common yeah. thing? I want to know. Is it common to go... You know, if you're doing the insemination in the doctor's office and you're doing it like that, is it common oh, to, to go? Well, she said, I mean, a lot of people, like that. 
I'm asking. Like, this is television. Why are you asking me? I've never had kids. Neither have I. That's why I'm asking. Does anyone have kids here that they could tell us? (laughs) No. It's you and me on the line. What are you talking about? (laughs) Listen, let's talk about that going down on Tina because what also is so clear in the pilot, they have a terrible or not a terrible sex life, but they have like a pretty non-existent sex life because is it because Bet is so career focused? She's like, oh, I got to go down on my wife. No, because she's type A and she's she's, you know, a little self uh, she's a bit self-centered and she's very career driven and she's a go, go, go person. And Tina, as we know, because she says it with Jenny, is that she used to work in entertainment. But now that she's trying to have a family, she's slowed down. So she's taken more of the passive role. And Bet hasn't because Bet is Bet's the the breadwinner. Yeah. But why does that mean she can't go down on Tina? I don't understand. She does. No, she does go down on Tina. She just, she just feels like, really, I'm going to go down on you here with this like paper gown on, like, like you're going to have the crinkles. And Tina's looking at her like, bitch, get, get going. Yeah. Time's a ticket. And then even in their therapy session, I mean, Bet comes in, she's on the phone with the CAC. She's just, she's she's not with Tina, like mentally. She's like, let's have a baby, but let's like, let's just do it with, you know, like a, technicality really in life like just let's just get what do we need to do do to get it done right let's 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 make a family like i've yeah like sorry i'm late i have an hour before my next call okay we're we're we're, what did i miss here and this is kind of a through line with them right for the whole series i mean we have a lot to watch but you know like in the reboot they're kind of the same they haven't changed but people love them together what I like about this pilot and their introduction is that, you know, we just said this 20 minutes ago, but within the first 15 minutes of the pilot, you're seeing all of their conflict, their sex life, having a kid, bet not being on, not, not giving Tina, not being on the same frequency as Tina, Tina not being on the same frequency as bet. And there is this underlying love that they have for one another and this, this, this commitment, but you get the conflicts and they're so clearly laid out. I mean, it just gives so much real estate to go in so many different ways. It's a, it's a, actually, it's a brilliant way to introduce a couple because you're like, well, storylines could go on forever. Yeah. Also look at it this way. They are the established couple in our friend world. Like we look at Bet and Tina and we're like, oh, Bet and Tina, like they're together. They're the couple that's like, really doing it they're having a kid they've been together forever like don't we all have those they were always bet tina we always said this even while filming bet and tina were the adults in the room they had the adult problems you know we had like the fun you know wild and crazy problems right but you look at today like because everyone can get married now and you know have babies more easily or whatever it's more common that are there are a lot of those couples now but like back then it was like you kind of knew the ones that were doing it. And we'd all sort of like set the stakes, like, you know, the bar really high for these people. Like they better make it because if they don't make it, yeah, what are we aiming for? We're all screwed. Yeah. You know who else I really like the introduction to? Um, I'm going to move on from Bet and Tina because we're going to talk about them a lot. We get it. Um, when we first meet Kit, you know exactly who Kit is. Yep. That's who she, like, you just, from the, because the first time you meet her, she's getting pulled over. Yep. I think she's on the way to the party. That she I is. Wasn't, 
she is on the way to the party. But you instantly know who that character is. And then when she shows up at the party, you're like, oh, boom. Okay. I know the Wait relationship. Wait a minute. Maybe she was on the way to the Neville Brothers rehearsal. Her oh, she was, Melissa said yeah, she was on the, the way to reason, her gig. Yeah, she was. And the reason she ended up That's at the what party was. was because the cop dropped her off. Exactly. Exactly. However, point being is that you know exactly who Kit was, what was her, what was who she was, like what was her, what are her problems? Oh, she has an addiction problem. Exactly. And then she arrives to, to, then she's She's a famous singer. Take me to my sisters. And then she walks in and it's like, oh, perfect. Beth's sister. Boom. Relationship settled. Yeah. Troubled sister. I just appreciate, I really appreciate in story when it's like, you know, don't, you don't need to hang on it. You just know who people are. You know, their dynamics, you, know, you, you get a sense of who they are within the story, moving the fuck on. Right. Without any exposition or it's all through action. And I feel like this episode did that very well. There was a little exposition. Um, but when it happened, it also felt natural. Like, you know, you'll have to be like, I'm on my way to a haircut. And we're like, oh, she's a hairdresser. Or like, I'm like, oh, I write that's for the That's not, that's, that's just LA like, that's, magazine. It's kind of, but that's trusting an audience because the audience is listening. They're smarter than we are. Like they always will be. And you're like, and the audiences can put that together. Boom, done. There's, there was just no, it's not overwrought with, oh, let me explain this. I'm a hairdresser. I'm, a, you know, I have mm-hmm. to go because I'm a hairdresser. I cut people's hair. I go to a salon, but like, you don't need that. Right. Let's talk about Alice and Jane. So we have what? Well, I wanted to talk about Alice for a second because we know who Alice is because you're like, oh, you know, the best of your whole thing in this episode is like the best of the best of. Mm -hmm. And within that, within those comments, it's like, got it. She's a writer. Mm -hmm. Thank you. That's all I need to know. She's a writer. And she knows everything about everybody. And she likes and she likes to gossip. Loves it. Great. Moving on. Let's see where she goes. Yeah. Between Alice and Shane, I'm always like protecting Shane. Yeah. To Dana. I'm always like, Dana, Dana, come on. Well, because you see through it and I see I through know. it. I know. And I but love you both. You, but I'm like, you guys, you're sort of like opposite ends of each other. Well, I don't give Dana. I don't. Well, I think I, what I what I like is that I am saying I as if it was me. But like, you know, Shane doesn't take the bait. Yeah, you don't push some back. Some people would. She doesn't care. She's like, that's your, that's your thing. I it's your go. problem. I am figure who I it am. Out. I'm confident. I love, I love who I am. Yeah. If you want to talk it's about it, I'm amazing. Because you could so easily write it where you're like talking back. Well, you could get defensive and she's right, not but defensive. it's not contentious because you, you no. love and own who you are and you can obviously see all her comments are coming through her own. But she also problems. loves but more, all that, but also she loves Dana as well. And she's like, I love this girl. She's just got to figure it out. And I'm here if she needs me. But, you know, I, I know what she's saying isn't about me. It's about her. We all love her. Like, God bless. Tina says something to her. You know, they're like, do your, you know, it's well, like it we all watch her have these um, closeted homophobic moments. And we're just like, Ugh. like, it's kind of like waiting for your friend patiently. Watching this episode. My f- my favorite person in this episode, my MVP for this one, Aaron Daniels. Yeah. I, she made me laugh out loud. There Same. were so many little moments that I had completely forgotten about. 
Like even her little walk when she's when what was her what was her beard's name? The gay guy. Um, and he's like talking to Tim and Jenny about like, well, you know, lesbians with the U-Haul. It's the best thing. Dane is, and Dane is sitting there chopping and she's getting really offended. And finally she like, you know, slaps something on him and like you see a drink fly. And then she marched the way she marches over to Bet and Tina saying, I'm sorry, and she's but who like, are these dorky straight people? No <laughs> yes. offense. <laughs> but no like offense. just the way she walks, yeah, like the, the no way her arms are great. like, but, but just the way her body is walking, it's like, I forgot about that. I it know. Just, Genius. Me, like, belly laugh out loud also like how bet and tina are like it's not our problem that you're posing as ozzy and harriet right now like that's your thing exactly <laughs> so funny you know what, what was all sorts of wrong what all sorts of wrong was alice hitting on jenny why <laughs> it just was all sorts of wrong i know Maybe but it's... i felt so bad for her for alice of course really? it was I wrong didn't... Well, yeah, because she's like the new like <laughs> fresh meat in town, and Alice is like, "Well, let's go for that." Why didn't Shane go after her? Why didn't Shane go after her if she was a fresh meat? You don't think Shane she doesn't would. have to go after anybody? They all come to her. Like if Jenny True. had hit on Shane, it would have been a different thing. You don't need well, to work Jenny, for I know anything. Was, I know Jenny was like constantly looking over at her, being like, "Who the fuck is this person?" Every time I see her, she's like sleeping with someone. Right. She's doing we were all looking at you like that, but we we're just like, "That's." Um, but so yeah, no Alice, no Alice hitting on Jenny. I, I, I on look, I, I can't watch it. I'm being unbiased. I'm just looking at, at knowing you and Mia and knowing but all why? of our I want to know why you think it's so bad. <laughs> because Alice <laughs> and Jenny would be, the, they would be the worst couple. <laughs> the worst couple that ever walked the planet. But I, I can't like blame her for trying. It just made me laugh because that was just like Mia's beautiful. Know, gorgeous you gotta try to do with, you gotta go listen, to know it's like i said if you're listening like i just said i can't watch this fully unbiased and just knowing the dynamics i'm just watching you hit on mia i can't separate that sometimes i know and i was just watching and she it made thinking, me so nervous back then because i didn't really know her and i was like this girl makes me so exactly freaking nervous and then um, which helped marina me in the scene and then marina comes in with the pretentious book talk well, like, let's really? talk about that. Do you, it's like they were—they almost like had orgasms talking about talking a book, this pretentious book, exactly. <laughs> Which, to me, I think if there's one like critique, I don't get that. I mean, I get it if you read the same the book. But let's talk Sarah about Schuster, it. and they close. Oh, they like mean- do close-ups on their lips, and it's like I feel like they're about to like come. Well, you say it. You're like, well, it looks like you two are about to get married. So I I'm know, gonna, and then but you get like, up and leave. You I'm just imagining spook. real life. Wait, oh, what yeah. is it? The spook, the spook Sarashusta. Mm-hmm. It's a Nietzsche reference. <laughs> that was the line. And then Mia looks up. Yes, that's it. And then we start getting the close-ups of the, the close-ups. eyes and the mouths and the. I guess this happens to people. To I mean, intellect. So what do we know? <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> I don't read okay. Nietzsche or whatever his name is. Nietzsche. Nietzsche. All right, listen. Can I what say, I want to go back. Yeah. I want to go. I want to go back. I just want to add this in one more time. Our the early not fashion is so unfortunate. However, thus far, the only one who's been spared is Mia. 
for whatever reason, her outfits work. Well, I she think went it's because she's wearing a bunch of vintage, like. Yeah, she's wearing like she little these baby cute tees green, and like. No, yeah. she has these cute green uh, bell bottoms that are low waisted and baggy. And I thought, oh, I would snag those. I should have taken yeah, them. Yeah, she, she was like a French gamine. She was like, I'm this little cute, you know, Parisian type yeah, girl with like exactly. vintage fashion sense. Yeah. The only like thing she did that I don't. I never understood, and it even happened the other day. I still didn't understand. It was that lace thing she had on her head at the planet. She had like it a worked. lace. It worked. No, it she's worked, all, but like she that just was had the this beginning like, of where she was, like was a, going. No, 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 no. Jenny goes I know. a lot further than that. I know, but it's just, it's like a taste. I just think her, I just think. Her look is she. I, I really like her look. I'm watching it and knowing now where it goes. I'm like, where? Do, how do we go from A to Z in the outfit department for Jenny? Because she's. It's like when people move to L. A. They all of a sudden like start the broke. What broke yeah, writers this, walk around in Prada dresses? Well, I mean, we took it. We took it to a whole nother place. <laughs> yeah, we, that's what I'm talking but, about. But we'll, let, we'll get there. We have time for all that because I'm. I'm so curious. So anyway, like okay, yeah. I just had to, I had to add that in. That's that it was just a that was just a little sidebar. Um, she was so spared, anyway. and Laurel, Tina, I think was not I, spared. I chose, <laughs> I chose as the worst dressed in the pilot. Although I thought the whole time it was either me or Aaron because Aaron used to be so mad about her clothes. But the the Aaron got mad to me because she had to wear. No, the funny is Aaron had to wear Lululemon when all of us were wearing our oversized collars and ugly ties and loud blazers with embellishments on the back. She got mad because she always had to be in the Lululemon. Cut to Lululemon is this gigantic company now, but back then it was just this small little store on Robson in Vancouver. Robson. Yeah, and yeah, Robson. this little Canadian brand. Exactly. But anyway, so anyway, back to but the Tina has like, you know, puka shells on a she always had yes. those like moo yes. type shirts, those like blousey. Like I'm like, yeah. who nobody dresses like that in LA. What is that fashion called? What Early what Tina wears? No. It's like a it's like those blousey little like they're trying to be hippie tops, but they're not. And there's like an embroidery sometimes and then like a it's like a boho. It's like a bad boho. And there's literal yeah. shells at one point. Well, that like you could listen. put up to your ear and hear something. Listen, listen, <laughs> it's not going to get any better for a season. So no, prepare yourself. I, that's all, who I voted this suffer. time around. That's who I voted worst dressed. It was bad. So anyway, so Marina and, 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 um, what's her name? Jenny, they have their pretentious, uh, book talk. Which leads them into the bathroom. Right. Marina kisses For a her. Hot, yeah. She like takes charge. Jenny freaks which out. Which was hot. She goes, back, she goes back home. She gives Tim a blow. She fucks Tim. And uh, I love their sex scenes. I think they're really well shot. Like oh, I yeah, love a love scene great. where I love a love scene where I can see what's going on. And I don't like montages and all that. I just want to see a love scene. And you Rogue hate a montage. You hate, hate a montage sex scene. I don't mind a montage if you're just trying to wrap up some story to move on. But for a sex scene, why? It's like, like, like make it like, like normal. What do you people. want? Just that like a shit. wide, just like a master. Just no, I one on, camera. Tell you. Did, hold on. Did you watch normal people? I loved it. So did I. Did you like the love scenes in normal people? Loved. 
beautiful love scenes that told the story. I feel like the story with Bet and uh, not uh, Jenny and Tim, their love scenes told a story, a very different story, but it just, you understood why things were happening. And there's this whole seduction scene that they have earlier in the episode where Jenny's saying, oh, you know, I saw the neighbors fucking in the pool and you see Tim getting turned on by it. And you just, I like, I don't need a montage with music. Can I just watch a love scene? Shoot it well. Do you like montages and love scenes? It's very 90s. I'm not a montage lover, no. I'm not. Okay, so then why, why, why is this? I just want to, because you, I guess you're more passionate about it. I can kind of take it or leave it. I just appreciate a well-shot love scene. And I think Rose shot it really beautifully. She did. She shot this beautifully. So anyway, then you see Tim over, uh, you meet Tim's best friend, Randy, who I think is totally adorable. Um the other coach, friend. right? Exactly. And does um, something happen with that swimmer later? I yes, think they. I don't yeah. remember what, but something goes on. They kind of tease and, that. And then, um, and then she, then Jenny runs into Marina again, and Marina invites her to some, you know, book club that sounds like my worst nightmare. Oh, this is my first. She's like, I'm not, and she's like, you're not what? I'm not. Like a she can't drinker? say the word. Yeah, a coffee drinker. I thought that was adorable. Like yeah. that you couldn't even say it back then. Exactly. Not... Well, that's why it was the L word. I know. Um, and then she uh, she showed up later. She then she got ready. And then she home. went to the cl- and then she went to the club and met well, up with yeah. all of us again. Is that what she that's lied to Tim she... about? Yeah, because Tim was doing work with his buddy at uh-huh. the kitchen table. They think they were planning some s- swim meet or something. No, well, he thought. I don't know where he thought. Where did he think she was going? I think he thought she was going to write to the writer's thing with Marina. Oh, that's what it was. Okay. And so then then instead she goes to gay night. Uh Uh-huh. And And there we are again because we don't leave. Yeah, it's the back. Kate, it's the back porch of the planet. What are you talking about? Okay. Where else would we be? And then the episode ends where Jenny gets spooked out. What did she get spooked out about this time? I think that just she was there and she's like, I'm doing this. And but oh my she God, saw what's something wrong with that me? she she saw something that. Oh, no, she was it in you and saw that the bar. No, no, no. I think she walked in and looked around the bar and realized this was like a girl's night. And I think that's what freaked her out. And then as she's leaving, this girl tried to pick her up. And Mia just like did that thing with her hands. Like, no, no, no. It's such a Mia thing. No. And then then and then you see her. Walk I want to do that bar. to someone when they walk up to me. I just like, for no other reason. Just to be like, no. And then you see her walk out of the bar and that's the end of the episode where not, originally it just carried on and the ending is totally different. So we'll so get to that So you're saying originally week. when everyone sat down to watch that pilot, it kept going? Because that's long. Leisha, this was like back then they used to make pilots longer than the series. It was sort of like the big introduction to the... It's really smart. Yeah. They should do that they again. Also, they also used to shoot 13 to 16 episodes on a cable show. Now they do about 8 to 10, and that's mm-hmm. standard. So times have changed. But that's when the episode ends, um, and we have a whole other hour. I think it was a two-hour pilot, actually. I really enjoy that concept because you can sink your teeth into something and then really decide if you're going to keep going. Exactly. But I exactly. just have to say my, my overall walk away was that this was a, an amazingly well-written pilot. I love the casting and I'm not saying that because we're on it. I love everyone in it. And that every character was so, it's just clear as day. It was a damn good pilot. 
Yeah. I see why Showtime so funny. Like, I see why Showtime said, yeah, we're picking this up. I get it. Right. I get it too. And then meanwhile, three years ago, we like choked on the thought of watching this thing and then walked away horrified. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to figure out the difference. Yeah. One other thing is that we are all such babies. We're baby Muppets. That's what we baby look like. Muppets. We are adorable baby Muppets. Everyone well, you take the cake. You take the cake of how freaking cute. I was cute. You were. No, you still are. But that. like you had this little thing that was like, what is who? What? Who? What? Who is that? What? Who, I need to know about this thing. This person. I wish I. I don't ever look in the mirror and appreciate my looks. Like I've looked you in the should. mirror and said, oh, I'm having a good hair day or my skin looks nice or like, oh, I, you know, I like I'm having a whatever, but I never look in. I've never once looked in the mirror and appreciated the way I looked and I'm watching this. And I think I was 25 or 24. I think I was 24, 23 or 24. One of the two. Oh, oh my God. You were adorable. so cute. I wish so I appreciated cute. that more. Well, that's look, a lesson, because it's happening When I'm still. 90, I'm going to look back. If I make it to 90, I'm going to look back at this time in 2021 and say, oh, you weren't so bad. Yeah. So, yeah, have some gratitude. Well, I'd be more grateful if I still look like that. Then I would really be grateful. You do. Really grateful. No, I don't. Yeah, we were all absolutely adorable. Adorable. Like every one of us. Baby faces cute little baby faces and everyone was so not like at that time casting on television looked a very specific way and this show went against that grain and that's what makes it interesting we broke the mold they just eileen just trusted her instinct and she was like no i know this person's a little different but that's who i want and this person's going to work in this role down the line and it it sells like me, like Jenny, for instance, Jenny was America's sweetheart. Like it's very clear who Jenny was. Like the prototype was the sweet Midwestern girl comes to LA and her eyes like fall out of her head and, you know, her world opens up, but very like naive and demure. And you hire Mia Kirshner, who is going to bring something totally different to that. Yes, and but it also because, it, because Eileen told us on the podcast where we interviewed her that Jenny is based on her, right? So she knew mm. she, she knew she had to look for some depth Right. Because she knows herself. So she's like, I need to find someone who's got a little edge and who's going to who's going to like peel away the layers. But how on great this one. to like, but, but, I know. It's, but it's also at that time, it would be very common for the network to be like, can we tone down the edge a little bit and make this more palatable for, you know, for the broad audience? Because we have right. to talk, think about middle America here. And this is a, you know, and this is a controversial subject and blah, 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 blah all those things. We right? need to make. Yeah, we need to make I'm it not saying, uh, palatable I'm not for saying, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying Showtime did that, but at that time, and I know this because I was not getting hired very, very much at that time for that exact reason, um, that it's common for the network to kind of give that note. And then the person kind of, and then the showrunner, whoever's hiring kind of has to soften the edges a little bit to make it more tolerable for the, you know, mainstream audience and props to Showtime and Eileen saying, no, Mia, Mia Kirshner for this role. Yeah. She's going to bring something more to it. Leisha Haley for this role. Kate, Shocking. The girl, the girl that they didn't want to hire initially. No, Eileen fought and said, no, I want Kate for Shane because yeah. they didn't want me initially. It's like, <sighs> lesson learned. Wow. Showtime. 
we have I this really excited me because at first Beyond. it felt like how are we gonna watch this again? And I enjoyed it from front to back. I also really like watching it with you. And I know well, we yeah. can't watch it every every week together, but if we can, you know, try to make it a thing where we're like, let's just get together and watch it. It's fun. Yeah. Like we watch it with It's so Kim. much fun. Anna yeah. was so mad she wasn't in town. She was she wants to watch it with us next. Great. <sighs> well, okay, well that was that was our recap of the pilot. So before we go, we want to promote our live shows that we'll be doing uh coming up very soon. Tickets are selling like hotcakes, so grab them while you can. We'll be in Nashville on August 3rd at Zany's. We'll be in San Diego, Solana Beach, on September 1st at the Belly Up. And we will be in Los Angeles, September 5th at the Dynasty Typewriter, which I believe is sold I out. I can't wait. I'm really excited about it. Um, we're really honing in on what we're going to do. Kate's going to do a live reading of the tuna fish monologue. And I am. Um, I am. It's going to be, it's just probably will one of the be, most exciting you shows doing, you'll ever come see. Will you be doing an acoustic set? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll be taking requests of all my bands. Kill me. From the past. <laughs> That's not very nice, Kate. <laughs> no, I just mean, I mean, any acoustic set, kill me. All right. We'll see everybody next week for the follow-up to the pilot, which is episode two, season one. Yeah. And if you're watching this with us and you're watching it on these apps, then you're seeing what we're seeing. So we are going to pick up and finish the second half of that pilot. Um, just so if you are doing this in real time with us, that's where we're going to be Wednesday. See you next week. Okay. Thank you for listening to Pants, a podcast brought to you by Kate Menig and me, Alicia Haley. Produced by Melissa DeMonts. Please listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow Pants on Instagram at The Pants Pod. Theme song by Carolina Para of the band CSS. Graphics are by Love Fox. <laughs> <laughs>